Welcome to The Last Christian Radio Show with your hosts, Brother J.D. Williams and Brother T.L. Farley. It's now time to grab your Bible as prophecy brings into focus the events playing out on the world stage at incredible speed right before our very eyes and exactly as was foretold. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the internationally syndicated Last Christian Radio Show. My name is J.D. Williams, and I'm joined by my co-hosts there in the Dallas and Fort Worth area, Mr. T.L. Terry Farley. And Terry, how are you doing this evening, sir? I'm, uh, I'm doing international. What are you doing, <laughs> Well, I just thought I'd throw that. It, it sounds good anyway, right? So I, well, I thought... Yeah, I said, not- it's true. It's true. Now. It is true. And yes. You, and you can fill in the blanks. <laughs> well, um, I, first of all, uh, I want to get something out of the way. Um, uh, this week on the uh, Last Christian Radio Show, every show this week is taped in advance. And I'm going to tell you why. This is Thanksgiving week. Now, for people here in the United States, uh, you are well aware of that, and you know that the stress. And not it's not quite as bad as stressmas, you know. But it's it's still uh, Thanksgiving week is always a stressful week. It's also a beautiful week. It's a it's a week to give thanks to the good Lord for everything that He gives us each and every day. Uh, but yeah. but you know there are there are things. Uh, and oh by the way, by the way, before I even get into that, because grandchildren cannot for the life of them do what I tell them to do. Uh, you are going to hear dogs barking. You are going to hear kids playing because school is out. Kids are loose. And unfortunately, that means that they mess with my life. And no matter what granddad says, hey, he has a radio show that goes to all 50 states and 160 countries around the world. I really need you to keep the dogs quiet. Well, within 30 seconds of the show opening, the dogs start barking. Thank you, grandchildren. I appreciate you oh so much. And, you know, that is going to be something that we're going to be dealing with uh, in each of the next three shows. So prepare for that. Bear with us. Remember, I have grandchildren that cannot, for the life of them, follow directions unless it's to the kitchen table. Okay. Now, you know, Joel, the problem problem with that is that if people like the dogs barking, you're going to have to get it on tape and every now and then throw it in. There you, you know? go. I mean, that's the only that's the only <laughs> trouble with stuff like that. So uh, anyway, I know that there's a lot of people traveling out there. And we, of course, wish each and every one of you safe travels. And we hope that everyone uh, has an opportunity to spend time with friends and family uh, this Thanksgiving week, knowing that some of you don't have that privilege anymore. I would love to see my dad. Uh, my mom, a younger brother, but, you know, uh, that's just the way that life is. So I know that for some of you, this is probably not the most pleasant time of year. For others of you, it is a glorious time of year. But wherever you are, remember that God is on the throne and put your faith in him and you'll be fine. Uh, Terry, I'm going to start off the show, as I always do, with uh, the news of the day, and then we'll, we will open up this, uh, this edition of the Rapture Alert for uh, November the 22nd, 2022. So first of all, let's listen to uh, today's news. Here's the latest from the KRRB Newsroom. The man suspected of opening fire at a gay nightclub in Colorado Springs is being held on murder and hate crime charges after the attack that killed five people and wounded many others. Online court records showed that 22-year-old Anderson Lee Aldrich faced five murder charges and five charges of committing a bias-motivated crime causing bodily injury in Saturday night's attack at Club Q. It was not immediately clear if the allegations were formal charges filed by prosecutors or preliminary charges filed by police. Davis Richards reporting. A heavy barrage of Russian military strikes hit Ukraine's eastern regions and fierce ground battles shook the eastern Donetsk province, Ukraine's president said in his evening address. Powerful explosions from shelling shook Ukraine's Zaporizhia region, the site of Europe's largest nuclear power plant, the global nuclear watchdog said, 
calling for urgent measures to help prevent a nuclear accident in the Russian-occupied facility. Harry Michaels reporting. Memories of the tumultuous 2016 Republican primary hung over the Las Vegas ballroom this past weekend during the first major gathering of parties' potential contenders for the 2024 nominations. No fewer than 10 White House prospects stepped onto the stage to pitch their plans to fix the nation and their party. The details varies, but within most speeches was an extraordinary sense of defiance rarely seen since former President Donald Trump seized control of the Republican Party six years ago. Their central message, Trump can and should be beaten. Roger Cantor reporting. The chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee said his panel is reviewing serious allegations in a report that a former anti-abortion leader knew in advance the outcome of the 2014 Supreme Court case involving health care coverage of contraception. The report Saturday in the New York Times followed the stunning leak earlier this year of a draft opinion in the case in which the high court overturned Roe v. Wade, ending constitutional protections for abortion. That decision was written by Justice Samuel Alito, who is also the author of the majority opinion in the 2014 case at the center of the new report. Torvi Rodriguez reporting. Okay, uh, now this week we're not going to get into politics. We're going to give everybody a break. Uh, so uh, Amen. I am not going to uh, talk much at all about uh, the current events that are that are going on in the world because again you know this is a week that I think that we should spend talking about Jesus Christ and here I am going to again ask you guys if you have not already please do take a moment and uh, on our YouTube channel subscribe to it uh, like the videos put a comment out there make sure you ring that little bell because that's going to notify you of any additional uh, videos and live streams that uh, that we provide here uh, on well on our on our YouTube channel and we do sincerely appreciate each one of you that has uh, subscribed to the channel it does continue to grow I also need to address something from um, this past Saturday show we had an issue with our video <laughs> Um, there was a lot of people that heard the the audio broadcast, but unfortunately, the video, for whatever reason, YouTube it just didn't it didn't send to YouTube for whatever reason. I'm still not a hundred percent sure what happened. So if you did tune back in and you saw the um, the show from Saturday night, you noticed that there wasn't any video of me and Terry, which might have been a relief to some of you. I don't know, but anyway, um, we were we were not present. The only thing that you saw there was the title screen, and then you heard the conversation going on uh, apologize for that it happens uh, unfortunately that's the way it is in the tech world and I'll do better I'll try to do better anyway in uh, uh, making sure that things like that don't happen but again if you haven't uh, subscribed to the channel yet please do uh, not for us but to get the, the message of Jesus Christ out there and this particular message I really do hope that, that you guys will share because you know this show this week is going to be more about stories it's going to be more about uh, past experiences, and it's going to be all about trying to bring glory to the Lord Jesus Christ through Thanksgiving week. Because, Terry, we do need to give thanks to the Lord each and every day simply for the fact that I woke up this morning. And, you know, mm -hmm. if, if nothing else, well, th thank you, Lord, just, just for that. So, uh, Terry, you have any immediate thoughts here before we get going? Yeah, I sure do. In fact, I've got uh, to start us right off. You've kicked me, uh, kicked me off on, on that one just with all of your comments that fit perfectly into a segue uh, about a, a past memory, a past Thanksgiving memory. Uh, I had just become a Christian, and um, and when I say that, let me explain. People are very confused about that term. Um, I will ask. I was raised Roman Catholic, and I will meet a Roman Catholic, and I will say. Are you a Christian? Uh -huh. And many, many times they'll say yes, but then there are times when they will say, no, I'm a Roman Catholic. And the reason <laughs> I, I know when they say that, that what they're doing is they're recognizing the the spiritual war that's going on and they're trying to place themselves where they feel most comfortable at that point in time. Um, but anyway, I had just become a Christian and uh, a few months before that or whatever, and I had gone north to my family for Thanksgiving. And um, in fact, I think there was even a priest that was at the gathering um, and, uh, and there was family from all quarters 
reporters came and descended on, uh, at the time, my sister Karen, my oldest sister's house for Thanksgiving. The place was packed. Uh, a lot of us guys were out back uh, at the garage shooting baskets, if that sounds familiar to people, on Thanksgiving yep. Day. And say, oh, I'm ringing bells already. But... Um, Anyway, so that's, and there was just people meeting in all the different rooms and saying hello and hadn't seen you and all that stuff. Well, we finally came to the point of beginning our Thanksgiving dinner. And um, my uh, my mother, who was the, the grand mater and all that stuff, uh, she uh, turned to me as everyone joined in a big wide circle uh, to hold hands and to... Uh, to pray, thanks, thank the Lord for the the uh, lunch and the dinner and the celebration and so forth. She turned to me now, and she did this because she's the mother, and she could tell that there was tension in the air because everyone else was a quote unquote Roman Catholic, and Terry was not only a Christian, but he had somehow got himself aligned with a Baptist church. Uh, so that was. <laughs> Pretty in my in in my growing up, you didn't uh, you actually didn't talk to a Baptist because they were the most heretical of everybody in the planet, and uh, dangerous and so forth. Well, anyway, so she turned to me and she said, "Terry, would you uh, ask the blessing uh, on our food?" And I said, "Sure." And as she asked it, I saw my sister Karen, who this was her house and she was in charge of everything, and she's since gone to be with Jesus, by the way. So I'm looking forward to seeing her again. Mm -hmm. But uh, at the time, she was she she was looking at me, and she I could tell she was very nervous about and not not pleased that my mother had asked uh, me to um, to to say the blessing. And uh, so we all held hands and bowed our heads, and I gave the usual. Uh, thank you to the Lord for bringing everybody together and so forth and all of that. And then I finished with a verse from the book of Psalms, Psalm 116. Um, and I have it online, but I'm not going to bring it up because uh, Joel has told me not to touch the computer or it will explode. <laughs> so I'm not going to bring it up. So I'm going to paraphrase it, but I'll get it close enough that we'll be in the house. And uh, but I bowed my and I'm finishing up the prayer. And I said, and Lord, I said, we want to thank you especially for the sacrifice of thanksgiving. And because I had learned that verse in Bible school, and I was stunned when I was introduced to that verse, because reality says, you know, things are going terrible, things are horrible, uh, we've got all these problems. And that never changes regardless of what part of history you fall into it all looks good from a distance but you get into it and there are all kinds of problems and so forth our our day and age is no different uh, it seems to be a little bit worse and so forth but again the focus is always on when we think of god is on thanksgiving and i realized that there are times when things seem to be so bad that you're almost ready to forego Thanksgiving. In fact, our modern society, and uh, Joel will amen me on this, in our modern society here in America, where the actual um, uh, celebration of Thanksgiving was authorized and uh, made official uh, by President Lincoln during the Civil War, right. is when he made it, it was, it, it had been celebrated for a long time before that, but it was unofficial. It was just kind of house to house, place to place people did it, and they all did it in different ways. But he was the one that said, I want to make it a day of special national celebration. He said, and I want to make it a day of prayer. Amen. I want us to actually focus specifically on God as we're having our meal, as we're fellowshipping with the family that God has given us, all of these wonderful, beautiful things. And as we have gone forward and tensions continue to rise, even between religions and different beliefs and so forth, it gets to a place where there's a tension that helps us to realize sometimes in public, to say thank you to God is actually a sacrifice to you. Uh, that's one of the reasons Jesus was nailed to the cross is because he said he was God. 
and they wouldn't stand for it. And they said, we've got to get rid of this guy. Not only does he say he's God, he even acts like it. I mean, he, right. raises, people, <laughs> he raises people from the dead. Right. Uh, he heals people. Uh, he heals people on the Sabbath. And we all know that you can't do anything on the Sabbath. You can't even strike a match. I don't know if they had matches back then. But anyway, the point being, you can't do any kind of work. or It's just terrible. Uh, in the understanding of, of the Jewish practice and religion, especially among the Orthodox. Jesus would heal people. He would actually tell people jokes on Sunday, and I've got some, I'll go, go there some other time. But the point is, he was not against laughter. He loved laughter. He loved uh, loving people. He loved making people feel better. He said, I've come to seek and to save those who are lost. I've come to seek and to save the sinner. So if there's a person listening today that knows they're a sinner, there's no doubt in their mind, yeah, I'm a sinner. Jesus died for you specifically. Amen. And so you can call on him and you can. And as we do, we sacrifice uh, our own situation of being, well, you're one of those Christians. Thank you very much for saying that. Amen. That's exactly who I am. Right. In fact, the word Christian, and I'll close with this, the Christian name actually came from Antioch when people were, were that name was first employed and it was actually a derogatory term it was an insult people would say oh you're one of those Christy ones and they said you know what let's turn that around and let's say yeah I, I'm a Christian that's right absolutely that's exactly thank you for thank you for identifying me Amen. thank you and this is what we've got to give to the world even as things go wherever they're going, let's take a moment. Let's thank God for his provision and all of his love and grace that he has bestowed on us that we can tell the world. We can put our candle on a bushel and light the room and say, hey, turn to Jesus, love him. You're having this beautiful day, America, because of Jesus. Amen. Well, uh heck of a story there Terry and yes uh, I, I want to bring up I want to bring up one right away one during the first half of the show I, I wanted to get this one out today for sure yeah, yeah. Uh, and that is 59 years ago today November the 22nd 1963 mm -hmm. I was five years old the week prior to that date my parents spent a great deal of time talking to me about the fact that the president of the United States was going to be in Dallas, Texas. He was the most important man in America, maybe even the most important man in the world. Now, I'm not saying that we agreed with all of his policies. I mean, at five years old, I didn't even know what his policies were, to be honest with you. But we didn't necessarily the family as a whole didn't necessarily agree with his policies but we respected the fact that he was the president of the united states and i think that this is one reason why i watch the news so carefully while i monitor things so carefully is because of the deep impression that november the 22nd 1963 put on me at that very young age as i watched on television and my mom was watching, I believe, a cooking show or something like that. And all of a sudden, they broke in on the news and they said that the president of the United States had been shot in Dallas, Texas. And as a five-year-old kid, I couldn't believe it. I was in shock. And I watched for the next four days, nonstop television. Television used to go off at midnight, for those of you too young to remember they used to play the mm -hmm. national anthem and then it went to snow on your tv set all three channels that you had okay mm -hmm. but for four days it was 24 7 it was live and it was on one event and that was the assassination of president john f kennedy his lying in state in the capitol the funeral procession the assassination of his assassin and then, of course, the graveside service there in Washington, D.C. at the Arlington National Cemetery. Living in Grand Prairie and living next door to Arlington, I thought that he had been buried in Arlington, Texas. But the one thing that I remember very, very clearly from that day and how this all ties into this 
is I turned to my mom and I said, Mom, is the president in heaven? And she was very careful with her wording, talking to a five-year-old child and being a devout Christian that loved Jesus and uncertain as to whether or not our president was a Christian. He was a Roman Catholic. He went to church regularly, but that didn't qualify him to be in heaven. You have to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior in order to do that. And there, we have no way of knowing, absolutely no way of knowing whether or not President Kennedy was truly a Christian. So my mom was very, very careful in that. And she simply made that one distinct point. If he believed in Jesus Christ and that Jesus Christ died for him, if he believed in Jesus Christ, then he is in heaven. She didn't provide the alternative. She didn't say, if he wasn't, he's in hell. She didn't say that. She just said, if he had accepted Jesus Christ, then yes, he is in heaven. And that was enough for a five-year-old child. That's all I needed to know. But the importance here... This is the rapture alert for this week. Mm -hmm. The rapture is going to occur. There is going to be that last individual to accept Jesus Christ before Mm -hmm. the rapture of the church. So if you haven't accepted Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ as your Savior, we, Terry and I, and all Christians Mm -hmm. worldwide, urge you to to accept Jesus as your personal Savior. You simply need to tell Mm -hmm. God that you know you're a sinner, as Terry said earlier, that you know that Jesus Christ died for you, that he spent three days in the tomb, that he rose on the third day, that hundreds of people saw him, and that he ascended to heaven to be with the Father, promising us that he would come back in that moment, in that rapture alert moment where he calls his church from the earth, and that all of those that have not accepted him yet have to remain here at least for a portion of the tribulation. That seven years of horrific undescribable nightmarish condition before the ultimate judgment of the world so if you have not accepted jesus we implore you to do so terry at this point we've got just uh, just over three minutes left in this first half of the show if you would please uh, say a prayer for those traveling today and this week uh and then we'll move there on from there go ahead terry Uh, Father, we thank you again for the privilege and the honor of, of drawing near to you uh, in this time and to, uh, to slow down and stop and to be still as you ask us to do, to be still and know that you are God. And that, Lord, there are people uh, busy in this world. Uh, they're having to travel to be with close loved ones and so forth. Um, and so we pray for them in particular that you will be with them, Lord, in this time. Make your presence known to them, Lord. Know them that you love, help them to know that you love them and, and, and that they can seek you for comfort at any time. And uh, Lord, just to draw near to you. And uh, Lord, and bless all of those who are at home, wherever they may be. Lord, there may be someone listening today who's all alone uh, in, in, in their world where they are. Lord, bless them, help them to know that in you, they are never alone that you are always with them if they believe in you, and that if they don't, that you will join them even now. As you say, you knock on the door and you seek those to open the door to you and let them, Lord, know you personally and help us to continue to hold forth your name, your salvation, your love, Lord, and uh, inviting people to come to know you personally. We thank you, Lord, for this Thanksgiving season. We praise you for it. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen. Well, Terry, uh, this week is a very special week to those of us in America. And you know, Of course, now we know that there's people in some parts of the world that don't celebrate Thanksgiving, but that's not a reason not to give thanks. And Amen. You know, as I said, you know, I'm, I'm thankful just to wake up every day. I'm thankful for those crazy grandkids 
you know, that, that right. run wild. I'm, I'm thankful for those dogs that bark, believe it or not. That's because, right. Amen. Uh, you know, uh, fur babies are a part of family, too. You know, I, I see uh, I see people that lose a pet or something, and they're almost apologetic with others yeah. when they say, you know, my, my pet died or whatever. They're almost mm-hmm. apologetic about it. You know, well, you know, it probably doesn't mean much. Yeah, it does. You know, when, yeah. whenever whenever you have a family pet, believe it, they are a part of your family, and it's it's hard to lose mm-hmm. one of them. So don't. I guess what I'm saying is, don't be. You know, don't don't be ashamed of your emotion. The good Lord gave mm-hmm. us emotion, and uh, we're, we are free to use it. Now, uh, we're going to uh, lose a portion of our audience here in just a few seconds, um, but. Uh, for everybody else, well, we're going to be back. It, it's only like a minute and a half break in between shows, so I uh, hope that, that you guys are stick around. But anyway, uh, for those of you that are uh, leaving at this point, happy travels to you. The next time uh, that we see you, it will be um, Thanksgiving evening. So uh, for those of you leaving us, thank you so much. Uh, we hope to see you on Thursday. Well, that music means that for some of you, we have reached the end of this edition of The Last Christian Radio Show. Remember, if you'd like to catch the second half of the show or hear any of our past episodes, all you need to do is go to www.lastchristian.net. That's www.lastchristian.net for all episodes of The Last Christian Radio Show with J.D. Williams and T.L. Farley. For everyone else, we'll be back in about 30 seconds for the second half of the internationally syndicated Last Christian Radio Show. We certainly appreciate you joining us this evening and hope that you'll join us every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday evening at 7.30 p.m. Central Time for a brand new edition of the Last Christian Radio Show. Welcome back to the second half of the syndicated Last Christian Radio Show with J.D. Williams and T.L. Farley. Well, welcome back, everybody, for the second half of the Last Christian Radio Show. Uh, again, just just to repeat a few things here, these are recorded sessions this week. As uh, Terry and I will be spending time with our with our families, and we decided uh, yesterday, I think it was Terry, that we were going to go ahead and uh, record these three shows uh, in order that we yeah. could spend we could spend time with our family and. Uh, I know that your your table this year is going to be expanded just a little bit, isn't it, for uh, Thanksgiving, with the uh, with <laughs> Sam and and, uh, and Monica, I believe. Well, actually, we've been invited to go over to Monica's mother's house. Oh, okay. Uh, so there's there's going to be quite a a little group there, uh, and so that'll be that'll be um, Thursday afternoon. We're going over there to celebrate. Oh, and uh, we're looking forward to that. Monica and her her relatives, her mother is going to be heading up everything, and and Leticia, and uh, and uh, uh, all of their people, and so forth. But uh, so we're looking forward to that, absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah, I kind of uh, I, I I underestimated your uh, your upgrade, like uh, upgrade Thanksgiving <laughs> there for sure. Um, for us, it's a little bit different um, because mm-hmm. of the fact that family is scattered everywhere. And um, mm-hmm. my daughter moved to uh, Florida this year, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so this is her first. This is her first year up there. there. You know, two hurricanes are now in the past, mm-hmm. and ne- neither one of them mm-hmm. hit hit her area at all. Mm-hmm. But because of that, and because I've got kids in the Dallas area, and you know, her in Florida, and all mm-hmm. that uh, travel has become a major issue for us. So uh, here, um, here on uh, Thanksgiving Day, it's going to be just uh, Mia, Anita, and, uh, two of our grandkids. That's it. Uh, and then uh, come up uh, in early December, in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, 
everybody's coming in and we're going to have a combined Thanksgiving and Christmas feast for the um, entire wow, okay. clan. And when that yeah. happens, I don't know. I'm, the fire marshal may actually say that we can't put any more people in the house. I'm not sure, uh, <laughs> but uh, it gives you, kind of gives you an idea of exactly how many people that we are actually expecting and in just a couple oh, of weeks. So uh, yeah. anyway, be a little bit different. Now, uh, going back a few years, Terry, um, uh, I think most people out there know this, but I used to work for American Airlines. I worked for American Airlines mm. for many, many years um, and worked my way up the corporate lab ladder into the, the hierarchy of American. Mm -hmm. um, I was actually um, designated at one time. They called me Mr. Fix-It. And mm -hmm. what that meant was that I was a heartless individual. I did not have Jesus Christ in me. Okay, I mean, mm -hmm. I had called myself a Christian for years, and on Thursday, uh, Terry and I are going to offer our personal testimony on the thanks mm -hmm. on the Thanksgiving show. So I'm going to be able to mm -hmm. give you a lot more detail as to just who J.D. Williams is. And after you hear that, after you hear my testimony, you'll say, "Okay, he was right. If he can be saved, I can too." Okay, I promise you, you know, it's, it's really, mm -hmm. uh, uh, but anyway, I, I was designated as Mr. Fix-It because I was heartless. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I was sent into stations that did not perform well, that performed mm -hmm. ben beneath what uh, we refer to them as MAPS, okay, MAPS, mm -hmm. which is minimal, minimum acceptable performance. And these stations did not meet the MAPS. Okay, so I was sent in to fix it, and I would go in there, and I would take a look, and I would work for maybe two weeks in evaluating each and every individual in that station, and then mm -hmm. the pink slips began to go out, and the hiring mm -hmm. began to start, and I would simply call somebody into my office at first. This was my first approach. I've got, I had two, mm -hmm. and I'll go into both of them. Mm -hmm. My first approach was I would have I would bring them in and I would say you do not meet the minimum acceptable performance standards of American Airlines. Uh, your check will be available to you on Friday. You are hereby dismissed. And I could do it. I I didn't say I hope you you know we appreciate everything that you've done before. I didn't say okay I hope that maybe you have a better future or anything like that. It was it was more like what Donald Trump did. You're fired, and that's it. Yeah. Okay. And I have spent uh, my entire firing sessions with an employee were probably under a minute and probably closer to thirty seconds. I was heartless. Yeah. I was deliberate, yeah. and I got rid of them. I brought in people that I could train the, the right way, bring a, a station up to standards, and then American mm -hmm. Airlines would pull me out and send me out to the next station where I would repeat mm -hmm. the process. At some mm -hmm. point, at some point, I got a call from um, the people with um, headquarters, headquarters personnel. Mm -hmm. And oh, by the way, I forgot to do this. I I'll finish the story right after our news break. Okay, hold on. I'm sorry about that. Sorry about that, FCC. KRRB DB, Grand Saline, Canton, Mineola, Texas. Here's the latest from the KRRB newsroom. This is the latest news headlines in 60 seconds with Alan Edwards. The man suspected of opening fire at a gay nightclub in Colorado Springs is being held on murder and hate crime charges after the attack that killed five people and wounded many others. A heavy barrage of Russian military strikes hit Ukraine's eastern regions and fierce ground battles shook the eastern Donetsk province, Ukraine's president said in his evening address. Powerful explosions from shelling shook Ukraine's Zaporizhia region. Asian share markets turned hesitant on Monday as investors fretted about the economic fallout from fresh COVID-19 restrictions in China. Todd and Julie Chrisley were driven by greed as they engaged in extensive bank fraud scheme. They are set to be sentenced by U.S. District Judge Eleanor Ross in a hearing that began Monday. That's the latest headlines in 60 seconds. I'm Alan Edwards. 
Okay, sorry about that. I, I've got to, again, because we are a licensed station with the FCC, I'm supposed to get in the station identification at the top of the hour. Missed it by about three minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, I think they'll forgive me for that. Okay, uh, yeah. by the way, Terry, I don't know if the cops are looking for you or what, but... You you keep looking out the window and everybody's pro- every, every, everybody's probably saying okay who's after Terry Farley and I mean that's kind of mm. weird but anyway before you answer that I, w- I want to finish I want to finish the story uh, at at yeah. some point uh, in this firing process I don't, I don't know how many people I fired probably close to a hundred you know in that fashion um, anyway uh, headquarters got with me and I said you know we're having to pay a lot of um, what is that, uh, unemployment compensation because of what you do, you know? Can, can we come up with a new system, you know, because this, you know, I mean, it was getting expensive, right? Uh, it's, it's not like they didn't like what I was doing because what I was doing was turning stations around. They were trying to figure out a way not to pay people, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, that's what cor- corporations do. You know, they, they don't care about the individual. They care about the bottom line, right? So, yeah. uh, anyway... I said, sure, let, let, let me think of something I can do. Oh, I've got an idea. And as far as I know, they're still using this to this day. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is my idea. It's, so if you happen to work for American Airlines or you did work for American Airlines and this happened to you, I'm responsible for this, okay? Here's the deal. I would bring in an employee that I wanted to fire, okay? And I would sit them down and I would tell them, i say, look, your performance standard is not good. Uh, and these are the things that you do. I don't think you can correct this. I really don't think you can rec- correct this, but I really don't want to fire you. You know, I, I know how hard that is on your life. I know, you know, nobody likes to be fired. And, you know, this is a, a terrible situation for you. Didn't, no, by the way, this is all a BS line. Okay. 100%. Okay. Well, so, why did I know that? Okay. So here, here's the deal. I would say what I'm going to do today is I'm going to give you a career decision day. Okay. This is what career decision day is. If I'm going to send you home, you go home today. I'm going to pay you. You're going to get paid today for not working. Okay. You're going to get paid today for not working. But I want you to think about this very carefully. Can I improve? Can I really meet the standards, which, by the way, I said about 10 times higher for this individual than anybody else? Can I actually do this? Or is this a time where I need to make that career decision to go ahead and leave American Airlines and go find something else? Did you know that 99% of the people that I gave that option to didn't come back the next day? They quit, and we didn't have to pay them a penny. And headquarters loved me and gave me a raise. Okay? So, um, anyway, you know, it just kind of gives you an idea. Now, again, those are my BC days. Those are my before Christ mm-hmm. days. But I didn't, I didn't think a thing of it. You know, I didn't care. The only thing that was on my mind is how do I improve this station, make it better to where they recognize me, they pay me more money, and they move me up the ladder. That was the only thing that made any difference to me. The last thing that was on my mind was Jesus Christ. The last thing that was on my mind is the rapture of the church. The last thing that was on my mind is what happens after death or eternity. And yet, I called myself a Christian. Now, we'll get into a lot more about that uh, coming up on Thursday as, as we go. I, I think I've got one. I think yeah. I've got one. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, segue uh, number two, and this is the Lord. He's just leading our conversations today. Amen, amen. It's just incredible. We're going to go back and revisit a situation with President Kennedy, John okay. F. Kennedy. Okay, uh, Billy Graham uh, preached at a prayer breakfast, mm-hmm. and he got finished with it, and he had a cold, but he was able to get through the service and give his sermon and, and talk and all of that. And then afterwards, President Kennedy was in the crowd. And so after it was over, somebody came to uh, Graham and said, the president wants to speak with you. And they took him out to the President Kennedy's limousine. And he was sitting in the limousine with the door open. 
And President Kennedy invited Billy. He said, um, my schedule is really busy. He's the president. You know? right. he, said, my <laughs> he said, my schedule is really busy. He said, so I was wondering, I wanted to speak with you about some things and ask you some questions. And he said, um, but uh, my schedule is really busy. So would you mind riding back to the White House with me and we'll have time to talk and then afterwards it will have take you wherever you need to go or whatever and you know but he said would you do me that favor and billy said president kennedy he said i absolutely am honored by your request he said but he said i actually uh have a cold and he said i don't want to be blamed as the person who gave the president <laughs> the cold and he died or something right, you know right and and they laughed they laughed about it and um, he said, you know, and so President Kennedy said, okay, all right. Well, he said, let's get together next week at the end of next. He said, I have to go to Dallas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he said, could we make an appointment and get together maybe at, after next week and, and we can have a conversation? And Billy said, absolutely. And that mm -hmm. was, of course, the right. last time Billy last Graham time. talked. Right. Now. Do you see how that fits into the last Christian? Absolutely. Do you see how that? Do you see how that fits into Thanksgiving? Absolutely. You know, people say, well, people say, well, I, I don't want you to tell me about Jesus, and you say, I, I know. I mean, you probably run into this yourself, but I'll go into a store, and there's someone there, and we start a conversation, and right away I'm thinking. I've got to give them a card on my book on the yeah. on the rapture. I've yeah. got to talk to them about Jesus. I've got to tell them we're not promised tomorrow. We're not Absolutely. promised. We're not promised today. Oh. Um, one lady that did a review on my very first book, and I'll close with this: When now becomes too late, I was actually going to change the title, and and God was working with me. And uh, right when I was thinking about it, I, I experienced going through nine eleven uh, on that very morning, and knew I had to keep the title. When now becomes too late, as I watch the towers going down, because people, it's hard to explain. What do we mean when we're talking about a split second? What what is this all about? And 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 when things happen, people, did you hear? Did you hear? President Kennedy says, "Hey, I'll see you next week." Right. Okay. We're, we've got shows planned. Uh, people planning. Oh well, we'll listen to that on said. Yeah. Well, the truth is we don't know. And one lady did a review on When Now Becomes Too Late uh, uh, years ago when it first came out. And I kept the review because it's, it's really excellent. But she said, I pushed the book away. I didn't want it. Someone gave it to me. But I went ahead and I read it. And she said, the first chapter in, I suddenly realized none of us in this world control time. Right. We try to play, we try to play like it. But we don't control time, right. and we have to understand where we are, what we're doing, and where we're going. Right. Amen. That's it. Well, now, for some of you, this next message here will make a lot of sense, and for others it won't. But this week, for those of you that are gathering for your family holiday meals, there's going to be Christians and non-Christians involved in at least, what, half, if not more, of the families in, in America. And the one thing that I know no one wants to do is cause any family issues at the table. That's the reason that, um, for the most part, you know, for those people that, I hate to use the word common sense, but it is sort of like common sense thing. You don't want to talk about politics at the Thanksgiving table if you got a Democrat and a Republican and that are you know entrenched in their ideas. You don't really want to get into that and cause a lot of cause a lot of uh, strain there or problems, you know, because it's a, supposed to be rejoicing. But as you begin your Thanksgiving meal on Thursday. Gather your strength and gather your courage if you've never done it before. 
gather your strength and gather your courage and say, before we begin today, let's take a moment and talk to the Lord and give thanks that we're here together. Amen. And then offer a sincere prayer to the Lord, giving thanks for the fact that you are together as a family. And make sure that you don't just say and amen, but instead you say, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. And then if you see some frustration or if anyone asks, again, gather your strength, gather your courage and say, to me, it's important because I believe that Jesus Christ died for me. And I, know I would be glad to talk to you about it if you want to hear it. I just hope that everyone here has accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior because I want to see every one of you in heaven. Now, how can somebody argue with you about that? Okay, how can that cause any strain? If you say, I hope, I hope that we can all be together in heaven because don't we all want to be happy? So, you know, if you've, got a, if you've got an atheist that doesn't believe at your table, well, okay. Well, you know, you can have your belief. Don't worry about it. You know, have more to have. Get, let's give me some more. Let's give you some more dressing here. Have another piece of apple pie or whatever. You can do that. But I hope you'll reconsider at some point because I believe it. And, and you know what? I even have a Bible here if you'd like to take it with you. You know, let's try to put the emphasis on Thanksgiving where the emphasis on Thanksgiving should be. And that is to the one that we should be giving thanks to. And that is the Amen. Lord Jesus Christ. Terry, it's yours. Amen. Amen. Wow. Well, um, in one sense, my plate is full. <laughs> but in another sense, uh, I thank you for the opportunity for seconds. Um, <laughs> and not only do I mean another helping, Something that is far more precious than that, and Joel and I talk about this constantly, is time. Amen. Seconds. S-E-C-O-N-D-S. -E Seconds. You know, and I want to throw this in right here. Don't forget the kickoff. There's going to be some football games on Thursday, and, yeah. and there's going to be some good ones. I think Dallas is playing, and I'm sure across the uh, net there's going to be all kinds of games going, but I love football. Um, I got away from, yeah, I got away from football for many years uh, just because I was busy uh, serving the Lord, doing things, and just got away from it. I, I loved it when I was a kid, played and all that stuff. Um, in fact, um, I was actually, uh, one of the coaches told me that uh, I was going to be starting the next year until he found out that I'd been barred from playing uh, football because of an incident that I was involved in. That's another story. I'm not going there. The point is, I had I had a real intrinsic involvement with football. So, but anyway, going on with that, saying that one of my boys one day came to me and he said, Dad, he said, uh, there's this guy and he's really, he's a college football player and, he, and he's really good, but he keeps talking about Jesus. Mm -hmm. His name is Tim Tebow. Amen. And so I started watching. And Tim, if you ever hear this thing, if I, if you people wonder why I'm talking about football, tell them, say, well, it was my fault. I'm, I got him <laughs> back in the game. And, uh, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, but anyway, but it's true. And I started watching. And the part I was waiting for was when he would talk about Jesus. Mm -hmm. But as I was watching, I got more and more into the game. Probably his greatest move was that pass he threw at the end of that Denver Broncos game to win the game, uh, and he got no credit for that as the years went along. Uh, he was just too much for the NFL to handle. He right. was too big, too powerful, and they had to get rid of him because people were coming to see him. The crowds were screaming, "Put in Tebow!" <laughs> well, he was that a great. So, he was, was so and cool. is a good Christian. Was and is yeah, a yeah. good Christian. And, 
And and he still, by the way, still follows football. Uh, at the beginning of the season, he sent out a thing on Getter, and he said, hey, he said, who's with me on the football thing? He said, and he had a little place that he set aside where they could all go and talk football. And I can't go that deep into it. I get lost. But but anyway, you know, it, it's a but that's a thing. And you say, why do you love this sport so much? Because it's the closest thing to reality that you're going to run into where two guys run into each other. I was in a bar, long story short, in Ireland, and uh, these guys were talking about sports, and they got talking in Ireland about uh, American football. And one of the guys says, ah, Jazz, he says, they're a bunch of sissies. He says, they wear pads and everything. He says, they're a bunch of sissies. And this other guy says, what are you talking about? He says, I went to America. He says, and I saw a American football game. He says, you watch these people. He says, they're crazy. He says, they'll be out on this field. They'll be out on this field there and they're on that fighting over this ball. And there'll be two guys over here across the field. They're not anywhere near the ball. And one guy hits the other. He yeah. says, what did he do? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's a, that's a, a foreign observation of American football. But yeah. anyway, because it's the reality of the fight that we are in in this life, and it's the most civilized fight uh, that you're going to run into. Uh, and uh, anyway, and it brings out the man in you. You know, hey, I'm not a female. I know the difference. I know what a woman is. If that lady on the Supreme Court, and I don't mean to go into politics, but if she needs someone to help her understand what a man is and what a woman is, she can call on me anytime. <laughs> anyway, I'm going. Okay. This is a we'll, holiday. This yeah. is a holiday show. You so. broke the rules. You broke the rules. Okay. Um, anyway, is that not the way I am? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I would just talk. I would just touch on Tim Tebow for a minute. He is a good Christian yeah. man, and there are a lot of uh, good Christians that uh, are involved in football. Uh, for instance, I can go. Uh, you know, you know, I'm a big University of Texas fan. And um, our uh, our senior day is uh, this Friday, so there'll be several uh, several team members that moving on, you know, graduate. That's the way mm -hmm. it is in college. They move on, so they they always have an opportunity to run the player on the field, and they sh shake hands with the coach. They meet their mom and dad if they're there, and have a picture moment. You know, it's a big it's a big moment in their life. It's the last senior. time that they play in, uh, at. Uh, mm -hmm. Daryl K. Royal Memorial Stadium, the last time that they ever do it. And, you know, for most mm -hmm. athletes, when you're done with college, you're done, you know, because mm -hmm. only a very small percentage move on to the uh, pro ranks. But mm -hmm. now I don't know if he's going to participate in senior day or not because he's only a junior mm -hmm. but expected to move on to the NFL next year, and that's B. John Robinson. And mm -hmm. B. John Robinson, he's number five for the Texas Longhorns. He's a running back. One of the best running backs in the country, if not the best running back in the country. That's, you know, depends on your perspective there. But he is a Christian first. And he, he is not shy about mentioning the name Jesus Christ. He brings it up in just about every interview I have ever seen with him. He gives thanks to the Lord every Amen. chance he gets. And I am going, I, I wanted to elevate him on this show because of your story about football there, uh, Terry. I wanted to elevate him for just a moment because no matter if he plays for Texas again next year, Lord, please let him play for Texas next year. Or if he goes, or if he goes on to the NFL, if he does, please let him play for the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Uh, no matter. He's a Christian first, okay? I'm not trying to make mm -hmm. fun of this situation. I, I hope nobody took no, offense at that. No, Because I, I am not trying to make fun of that. You're hitting on all eight cylinders. You're hitting on all eight cylinders. Rock and roll, dude. You got it. I, I, anyway, go I, ahead. The, the last thing I want to do is, is make fun of that situation. You know, I, I mean, yeah, I'd love for him to play for Texas next year. He makes us better. Yeah. Or if he moves on, yeah. yeah, I would love for him to play for the Dallas Cowboys next year and make them better. Mm -hmm. But no matter who he plays for, I can tell you this. 
every teammate that he runs across, he's going to be testifying to them. He's going to mention the name of Jesus Christ. And I guarantee you that by his actions and by his life, he is going to lead more people to Christ than you can even begin to imagine because he is such a good Christian man. And everybody that talks about him say, yeah, he is a great football player, but he's even a better human being. And I can't think of anything that could be a greater endorsement for the way that his mom and dad raised him as a good Christian man. So uh, anyway, that is my uh, little testimony there for Mr. Bijan Robinson, number five on the Amen. Texas Longhorns. Uh, it's, been, it's been an Amen. honor having him at, at UT because UT is not exactly the most Christian school in the United States of America, I can tell you that, okay? And, I mean, it wasn't real Christian when I went there many decades ago, but it's worse now, okay? It's a lot worse now. So, uh, anyway... Um, now, uh, here we go again with the dog situation. I do apologize for that. And, um, well, I uh, feel better. I was kind of missing the dogs. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you know, I, I, you know I, don't, I, I feel better whenever I hear a dog barking. In, in fact, you'll catch me if we're around and they start, I start barking back. I don't yeah. know. It's just, I've done that since I was a kid. Yeah. You know, well, you know, as I said, I, I, I instructed the grandkids. They're off this week you know school's yeah. out and so you know i said look i've got i've got some i've got to do some tapings uh, this week and i you know please keep the dogs quiet well epic <laughs> fail what can i tell you epic <laughs> fail because you know um they're uh, both of them are following in granddad's footsteps and are mm-hmm. have um begun basketball careers as as a, um, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact I, w- I was on the phone with terry yesterday i believe we were talking about what we were going to do with shows this week and uh he uh, i'd left him a message because he didn't answer his phone which is by the way is kind of unusual terry usually answers but anyway he hadn't answered the phone so i left him a message tell me to call me back and uh so i was outside and i was uh giving my grandchildren some tips and pointers about basketball because i played basketball for years and years and know the game pretty well and so Terry called me back, and I had to put him on hold for just a second and said, hold on, Terry, and had to uh, give them some tips on how to uh, a couple of different moves to make with their uh, as they learn the sport and begin to enjoy it. So um, anyway, uh, the point here is the kids have been off, and they're going to be off uh, for this week. And so that creates it creates some issues with noise around here and of course with us taping the show instead of doing it live makes a makes a mm-hmm. big difference as well uh terry we're almost uh, to the end here i'll let you go ahead and and say anything that you want to you got about two minutes and if you want to uh, just whatever you'd like to to add before we end this the uh tuesday edition of the rapture alert for this week okay uh, well, you know, you caught me flat-footed, but uh, I can start from a dead stop. Uh, you know, uh, folks, uh, have a wonderful time uh, this Thanksgiving season and enjoy it. Um, uh, it doesn't matter who recognizes it and who doesn't recognize it. You know, you recognize it, and you have a blessed time and right. getting together with your relatives and, and your friends. And uh, certainly if you're able to reach out, uh, to someone uh, that needs uh, needs a, a friend, needs a family, if you can do that, well, that's a blessing. I know there are people that go down to the homeless missions and things and help feed the, the homeless and so forth. And and they, they once they start, they never stop. Amen. It's because it's such a blessing. Right. Uh, so there are a lot of good things out there to do, and uh, let's let's occupy until the lord comes and when it's time to be, give thanksgiving let's do it let's give thanksgiving amen amen well again the mission of the show is to find that last individual to accept christ we hope that maybe someone has been touched today i also want to um invite you if we do have that thursday thanksgiving show this week 
to join us this Thursday evening, 7.30 p.m. Central Time, for another edition of The Last Christian Radio Show. Until then, everybody, we wish you safe travels. Look forward to seeing you on Thursday. And uh, just hope that hope that you'll be with us. And I hope that maybe uh, some idiot here can remember which uh, actual thing that we need to play. Okay? Which is, until Thursday, everybody, God bless you. We wish you nothing but the best. Amen. Thanks again for joining us today for The Last Christian Radio Show. And be sure to tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday right here on Revelation Radio. And don't forget to join us every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. Central for The Last Christian Podcast, now available on all major podcast platforms and at www.lastchristian.net. Until the trumpet sounds.